Can somebody give him a shout of hallelujah? There's a shout that you make. And then there's a shout that makes you. The shout that you make is the shout that you give the Lord when everything's going good. The shout that makes you is the shout when you stand before Jericho and everything looks crazy. And in the midst of your crazy, you got to understand, God only gave Abraham and Sarah Isaac when everything looked crazy. But the kind of shout that you make when the pressure is on and you give him the glory is the shout that brings walls down. You know what I feel in the church tonight? A wall crumbling shout. Can somebody stand and give him a wall crumbling shout tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. You may be seated. Joy to be with you tonight. Uh, joy to be with Pastor. Uh, with uh, uh, Christ Point uh, tonight. Okay, I want to get right into the Word of God. Is that okay with you? Please go to Ezekiel chapter 37, 3 to 5, and then 10 to 13. Then Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 19 to 22. And then we'll go to Isaiah chapter 66, verse 8. And then after that, uh, it'll be midnight. Are you ready? Read with me. Read with me. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, thou knowest. Stop right there. Say thou, go back. Say thou knowest. There are some things about prophets in the Old Testament. They asked very few questions, number one. Number two, they always were affirmative and powerful in their answer. When this prophet, a major prophet, not because his message was better, but because his epistle was long. What? When he was asked, can these bones live? These bones look so dead, so dry, so messed up, that even the prophet that knew the Torah said, Lord, you know. He didn't say yes or no. Don't you think God knew that he knew? He wanted the yes or no from the prophet, and the prophet couldn't give him. Too dry, too dead, too bleached, too disaggregated, too messed up, can't live. I don't know. But you know. Next. Read. Say, say, say that. He said to me, prophesy to these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Next. Read. Thus said the Lord God unto these bones. Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Now, now hold on. Hold on. Say breath. You know in the Hebrew word it is, Ruach HaKodesh. To enter into, and you shall, well, 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 obviously, that's not the kind of life that we know. The Holy Spirit is incapable of communicating life like you know it. Because life like we know it down here is full of challenge and full of disease and full of infection. But life like God knows it is pure and supernatural. What God is saying, when life like I know it begins to flow through the spirit, life will come. What would happen here tonight if life like God knows it flows and the Holy Spirit just takes over? ask you a question. 
when the Holy Spirit begins to move here like he was moving, and he begins to communicate life-like. See, the Holy Spirit is a part of the Godhead. He is God. He can't communicate defective life. He's incapable of that. What would happen here tonight if life like God knows it just flows through his brain? You think there'll be one depressed person here? Or one oppressed person here? And that's what we are praying tonight, aren't we? That life like Isn't that your right? It's your God right, it's your Jesus right, it's your blood right, it's your inheritance right, and it's your temple right. One day I'll tell you about the five rights. Sure does beat my wrong, doesn't it? Uh, look at somebody and say, you shall live. No, look at them and with purpose tell them, you shall live. All right, let's go. Verse 10. Nah. Read. Pentecostal people better only prophesy when God commands. Huh? Don't prophesy because you want to impress the... Huh? Make, make, because actually it's a tactic of control. The, the Christians have something in America called the SSS. You ever heard about it? That disease called SSS? Ever heard about that? It's called the super spirit syndrome. <laughs> okay. I better stick to preaching, right? All right? All right? No, read what happened when, oh, I feel the Holy Spirit. If you prophesy as he commands, like past, what a beautiful word from the Lord tonight. What? And they look at somebody and say, you will live. Now, all of this is prophetic of certain events in the life of Israel, which I will point out to you tonight. Read, and they what? Now, this is in contrast to sitting or to running. They stood upon their feet. A what? Now, pastor did not know that I was going to be talking about the exceeding. God knew. So, in the message that he gave, he talked about God's view and about God's abundance and about God's exceeding. Well, here it is. No, no, go back, boy. Read that, read that. See, see, look, men, men, sorry, son, I didn't mean to call you boy. When men looked at the valley, right? They saw a valley of dry bones, right? God looked at the same valley and saw that. Because people look at you for what you are, God looks at you for what you will be. I had somebody to notify the devil today. I may look a little crazy today, but I am an exceeding great army in the making. Do, do, do you know? Do, do you know? Do you know? Do you know what I? Do you know what I see in? Do you think I'm preaching here tonight because I need a place to preach? No, please, no. I would have been as happy going and seeing a movie tonight and resting. But I'm here because I feel like I'm on assignment from God. 
I'm supposed to be back in California where I live. I don't know if you knew we moved to California two years ago. Two and a half. Oh, yeah. But it's so good to be back in Joplin. Sorry. Yeah, oh, please. What a mistake. Can I declare to somebody today that thus saith the Lord, he doesn't see you for what you were. He sees you for what he will make you. And you are an exceeding great army in the making. I wish I had somebody right now in your spirit to rise up and declare to everything around you, I am an exceeding great army because I am in the making of the king of sea. I wish I had somebody to notify the enemy. You're not some sissy little Pacific say you you are look at somebody and say you ain't this sissy. I'm gonna show you prophetically see the beautiful thing is I'm gonna show you prophetically what that means I'm gonna show you what it means prophetically ain't nobody gonna be able to tell me I don't believe it because of it you know yeah Next, read. He said unto me, son of man, these bones are the, and I'll talk to you about that. This is an astonishing statement. The whole house of Israel. Behold, look at me for a minute, please. What percentage of your discouragement comes because of what people say or do? We ain't talking about devil, demon, principality, power. We're just talking about people. What percentage of your discouragement comes because of what people think or say to you? Give me a percentage. I don't like you. I've got some church people saying 50%. They're dreamers, baby. Say, say they say. Look what they say. Your bones are. Your hope is. And you are. No, I'll show you prophetically. Next verse, please. Read. Therefore, prophesy and say unto them, that is why, let me tell you, sir, would you listen to me, sir? Let me show you what you think of me means to me. Double. You know why double? Because when life comes to the living, it's not what you say, it's what he says. So right now, I want you to eradicate the words of people that have messed up your perspective and messed up your future and messed up your present and eliminated joy, extracted peace. I want you right now, right now. No, 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 no. I'm prophesying over you. Eliminate what people think or say. Eliminate it. I like you, but I don't authorize you to hurt me. You are incapable of hurting me, you. No one here has the power to hurt me. I take that right away from you. Lord, folks, I don't know if you know it. I'm going to preach tonight. There's going to be fire in the Oh yeah, you 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 sit there and watch me burn. Watch me burn. The Holy Ghost and I. Look what God said. Behold, oh my, I will, I will, and I will 
Jesus, help me tonight. Ready? I will save my comments for the end of the meeting. I have a few of them to make. Huh? Is it all right? Thank you for your approval. I appreciate it. (laughs) Father, for what we feel here tonight, this worship, this word from heaven that you gave us, your presence that is substantial, and your glory that is touchable that we feel here tonight. Do take us to your high place, Father. Amen. Israel becomes a valley of dry bones. That's an astonishing statement. Wait, wait, Israel. God gave you the covenant, Abrahamic in content, with three dimensions. I'll tell you about the three dimensions tonight. God gave you the priesthood. God gave you the law on Mount Sinai, which parallels the day of Pentecost. Because the same day that the law was given in the old, the Holy Ghost came on the new. So God connected two laws, a physical and a spiritual. But I thought that was good myself. God, God, God gave you the blood covenant. God gave you the ark. The word Aaron means the chest of God, the heart of God, technically the throne of God on the earth. God gave you the only continuing manifestation of the glory of God, the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. And with all of that, you became a valley of dry bones. How could someone that has been given so much become so little? So Christians, we have to ask ourselves a question with all the anointing and all the power and all the faith and all the message and all the shout and all the shabalaba ding dong that we do, all of that, I agree with. How could Christians that have so much be tumbled by the slightest trial of life? It's a question that you have to ask. How can we have so much power in church and sometimes outside there seems to be a lack of power? It's a question you have to answer. So so, so here we come to a prophetic fact that Israel, the nation, was chosen by God. So some people say, well, Israel, Israel, Israel. I'm a Christian. But the word Christian is mentioned twice in the Bible. The word Israel is mentioned 2,601 times. So, so how come all of this can happen to a nation that is so covenanted, that is so promised, that is Abrahamically covered, that has the glory, that has the ark of the co- How can it happen? I want to show you because, see, it's a question we have to answer. And then I want to show you the miracle. Are you ready for the miracle? All right, so go, uh, my friend, to Exodus chapter, th- uh, sorry, uh, uh, Ezekiel 36, 19 to 22. Let me show you how, because it's a prophetic fact that we must dwell on for a moment before we get to the, my message tonight is revival in the boneyard. Read. Stop. And I what? So God covenanted with them, but God scattered them. So don't think that when you're under covenant, you can't be scattered. Next, among the among the what? That means when you're scattered, heathen situations swallow you up. When you're scattered, heathen things take charge of your life or your heart. And and the what? They were dispersed through the according to what? And according to their I so wait a minute. I scattered you. 
heathen things took control of you. You were dispersed through all the countries. History tells us 104 countries. Why did all this happen? Because you went your own way and you did your own thing. So when you did your own thing and went your own way, I judged you even though you were under covenant. Which simply means to the church, you can't sow your wild oats and pray for crop failure. Huh? You can't go your own way and do your own thing and remain blessed. Covenant doesn't abdicate from your life the right to be obedient to God and to live right and to do your best. Not to be perfect, but to be forgiven. So God said, I scattered you and I judged you, but a miracle is coming. Somebody say the miracle is on the way. How many of you are happy it doesn't end there? It doesn't end with judgment. It doesn't end with attack. It doesn't end with being scattered. It doesn't end with being dispersed. Almighty God is saying to the land of Israel, no matter what you have done and where you have gone, a miracle is about to come into your life because my covenant will find you. Next verse, read this. It is powerful. And then you'll see some miracles. Read. When they entered unto the heathen, whither they went, they profaned my holy name, say holy name, which they said to them, these are the people of the land which are gone forth out of his land. Uh, I can't go into that. It's a great revelation, but too much stuff. Read. 21. Uh, read. But I had pity for my holy name, which the house of Israel profaned. Say profane. Uh, I want you to know unsafe people are incapable of profaning the name of God. Only people that know the name can profane the name. Huh? Among the heathen where they went. Verse 22 is an astonishing verse. Read. Therefore, say unto the house of Israel. Remember, the whole house of Israel became a valley of dry bones. So God is now called, talking to the house of Israel in another chapter. Read. Thus saith the Lord God, I do not this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the heathen wherever you went. In other words, Israel, I scattered you and I judged you because of what you did, but I will restore you because of who I am. Israel, I don't do this for your sake. I do this because of the integrity and the power and the sovereignty and the supremacy of my name. Because of my name, I will reach into every nation in the world and I will extract you and I will take you out. And when nations say no, my name will be bigger. When nations want to bury you, my name will be bigger. When hell comes against you, my name will be bigger. I, had, I wish I had somebody to know today the reason why I I know there will be miracles tonight. It's not because of who you are. It's because of whose you are. It's because of the name. Somebody shout the name. Somebody shout the name. Would you shout the name? See, see, see. Watch this. Let me put it in theological terms. Who he is is a whole lot bigger than what you did. Can I say it again? Who he is is a whole lot bigger than what you've been through and where you came from and what happened in your past and what oppression came against you and what people joined to do what he is is bigger because of the power of my. There'll be healing in the house tonight because of his. There'll be deliverance in the house tonight because of his. There'll be blessing in the house tonight because of his. There'll be restoration in the house because of his. I wish I had somebody to shout his name. See, we have become so performance oriented, we forget to be position oriented. 
I want somebody that needs a break. Look, there are three elements of God's operation. Break in, break through, break out. Break in because you put walls up. Break through because your prison has many gates. Break out because your destiny is to change the world. Lord God, I'm preaching good tonight. I feel tonight in the Holy Ghost. I feel tonight in the Holy Ghost. You see, you know, I represent 15 members of the Israeli parliament in 20 countries. I get to travel to meet prime ministers, presidents, and parliaments every year. But I'm a Pentecostal preacher. And they knew it when they asked me to do it. So I want somebody to know right now. I feel the Lord saying to somebody, whatever grave has tried to bury you, whatever heathen situation has opened up and tried to swallow your life or your family, your joy, your peace, your passion, and your power, Almighty God will say to you right now, it's not because of what you did and where you've been, but it's because of the power of my name. And somebody is about to be loosed by the power of the Lord. I wish I had somebody right now that needs a miracle just to stand up and wave your hands and give him some Christ point praise in the house today because of the power and the glory and the supremacy and the sovereignty of the name. Somebody shout the name. Sit on for a minute. Let me show you. Who he is is bigger than your personality profile. Yeah, I'm phlegmatic, I'm angry, I'm melancholy, I'm, I'm choleric. Sounds like you got a disease to me. <laughs> Segment Freud does not define my life. Jesus does. My personality takes a second place to the anointing of the Holy Ghost yeah. in me. And I've got to ask a question. I'm going to give you more information than you can stand tonight. All right, but I got to do one thing right now. I want somebody that would say, Brother Bally, the enemy has tried to circumscribe my operations based on the enemy has tried to inhibit and prohibit me uh, 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 so that the gift of God that is in me. See, a deposit is made for a withdrawal. So when God deposited holy stuff in you, it was with the intent to withdraw it before the coming of Christ. So the purpose of the enemy is to put a crust around the gift so it can't come out. But the purpose of the Holy Ghost is bust the crust. So I want somebody right now that would say, Sherlock, a situation, I don't care what it is, it doesn't matter what it is, a situation, a personality thing, a stronghold, a fortress, an inherited genetic flaw, what, a personally engineered a negative thing, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. I am here to let you know right now, thus saith the Lord, the name of God is bigger than what you are going through, and the name of God is bigger than your past, and the name of God is bigger than your genes, and I feel right here and right now tonight, God saying to somebody, the crust is about to bust and the life is about to come I just I just feel it in my heart I want somebody that was a Sherlock I want that now in my life I want you to do this at the count of three I want you to stand up I want you to take one step out 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 that means if you're inside get out of your seat don't come to the front get up I'm a believer in movement I'm a believer that before Calvary God is coming to you. After Calvary, you are coming to God. Come unto me, all ye that labor. Movement is required of the righteous. You must move. God is not your bellboy. 
I feel tonight resurrection power. I feel tonight the integrity of his name. At the count of three, I want somebody that believes that something can be busted by the power of God. And like Israel, you are going to be loose to become what God has ordained you to become. I want you to step out of your seat and give him some shouts of hallelujah as you step out. One, two, three. Somebody. 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 Hallelujah. I, 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 I give him glory. I, 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 I give him glory. I give him glory. I give him glory. I give him glory. Somebody shout, I give him glory. Somebody shout, I give him glory. Shake satire. Hallelujah. Okay, okay. So let me show you. Let me show you. Israel became a valley of dry bones. What is the valley of dry bones? The valley of dry bones is not a literal valley like in Galena, Kansas, or like in uh 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 Joplin or like wherever. No, no, the Valley of Dry Bones is a valley that stretched from one end of the world to the other, where the nations of the world opened up to swallow the nation of Israel to stop them. The reason for the swallowing was to stop them from the miracle of Yom Kippur. Always remember, every attempt of the enemy to bury you is the attempt to stop your supernatural future. So it doesn't testify to the power of the enemy. It testifies to the panic of the enemy. He's afraid of what you are about to become. History tells us 104 countries buried the nation of Israel in speaking 74 languages. They had pogroms from Russia. They had intifadas from the Arabs. They have fanatical uh, attacks from the fanatics. They had from the Turks and then from the Romans and then the list goes on and on and on. They had Russian pro pogroms. Uh, they had attacks on every corner, but all might, they were buried. Somebody say buried. But you see, the miracle is God said. Somebody say God said. Mm -mm -mm. Say it one more time. Say God said. The miracle is that God said, I'm going to walk into your valley and I'm going to raise you from the dead. But that resurrection will take three dimensions. One, I'll open your graves. Two, I'll bring you out of your graves. Three, I'll bring you into your land. And the world will know that I am God. How many of you want Kansas to know that he is Lord? How many of you want America to know that he is Lord? How many of you know that can begin in Christ Point Church? Would you wave your hands and say amen? There can be such a power and such a dimension and such a resurrection and such a victory in the valley that the world will know that he is God. Let me show you. Have you ever heard CNN say, you know what CNN means, Crybaby Network. You know what CNN means, certainly not news. You dare not let CNN frame your narrative. All right, let me tell you something else. Have you ever heard CNN or the liberal media say Israel has to give up land? Now say it loudly, uh, yeah. Have you ever heard that they want Israel to go back to the pre- who said that? Pre-67 borders. Have you heard that? Have you ever heard them say that Jerusalem must be? All right. What they, what they don't tell you is this. Is if Israel goes back to the pre-67 borders, the midsection of her land is the size of the Dallas-Fort Worth airport. So that if she's attacked across the Golan from Syria... She cannot defend herself. 
She has to do one of two things, go nuclear or surrender. Either way, she's dead. What they don't tell you is if Jerusalem is divided, when Christians go to Israel, you can't go to Calvary, you can't go to Gethsemane, you can't go to the Mount of Olives, you can't go to the Kedron Valley, you can't go to the Eastern Gate, you can't go to the Dung Gate, you can't go to the Pool of Bethesda, you can't go to the Temple Mount, you can't go to Mount Zion, you can't go to the River Jordan. The only place you can go is the Golan Heights and Tel Aviv and you have to come back home because if they divide Jerusalem, you lose every holy site. What they don't tell you is if Jerusalem is divided, the Temple Mount will be under Islamic control, so a third temple cannot be built. That means, are we? Huh? Very good. Thank you for that. So that if Jerusalem is divided, that's fine. If, if, if Jerusalem is divided, Jesus is not God. The Word is not the Word. Allah becomes God and Muhammad becomes Savior. Which means that Allah, Muhammad and the Quran has more power than the Almighty, Jesus and the Word because the land that God gave them could not be protected. Because you see, the protection of the land, the protection of the people and the protection of the city is only testifying to the integrity and the power of the name of God. But can I tell you something? Who do these Johnny-come-latelys think they are? Pharaoh tried it, he ended up drowned. Jezebel tried it, she ended up being dog meat. Nebuchadnezzar tried it, he uh, ate grass for seven years. That's where marijuana came from. <laughs> Uh, huh? He had grass for seven years. But can I prophesy over somebody? My God has the power. My God has the authority. My God has the sovereignty. My God has the glory to protect and to deliver and to preserve and to defend. I wish I had somebody just to give him a shout of hallelujah in the Holy Let me show you. I want to show you a picture. Israel has to give up land, right? I want to show you a picture, then I'm going to start pouring revelation into you. Are you ready? Sir, would you go to the first slide? Prophecies fulfilled. Number one, I want to show you something. Yeah, yeah, okay. You can go to the next one now, sir. You see all these nations here? In the green, that's the Middle East. Those are the Arab and the Muslim nations. All that, right? All this. You see that? Do you see it? You see that dot? So Israel has to do what? Give up? No, no, I'm asking. Give up what? Land? Yo. What land? 22 nations, one Israel. They have uh, 320 million people. She has 7.5 million, of which 1.5 million is Arab. They have uh, 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 5.2 million square miles of land. She has 12,000 square miles of land. So what are you telling me, CNN? Breaker 1-9, I got some static on this line. Come back. Tell me now 
What are you saying? Israel has to give up. Congressman that's making all the impact went to Israel on my tour got his passion for Israel on my tour we laid hands on him twice at Banias where Jesus is upon Surah Albin my church and on Mount Carmel he asked me if I could arrange it for you to come to Congress to speak to the Democrats and the Republicans would you come I said yes I will and the first thing I'm going to do is show them this slide now let me tell you the prophetic implications of this it means when you are under covenant, no matter how many enemies are around you, they are incapable of wiping you out. No, somebody needs to give the Lord a shout of hallelujah there. Huh? Somebody needs to give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. No matter how many enemies are against you, no matter how many people come against you, no matter what they say, when you're under covenant, hell can't hold you, and the devil can't bind you, and the grave can't bury you, and the prison can't hold you, and people can't stop you. You are under covenant. Somebody shout under covenant. Let me give you the second implication of this. This means that no matter what attack is launched against you, God will prosper you. Watch this. Israel has no oil yet. Saudi Arabia has about 50% of the oil of the world, yet Israel's per capita income is 50% more than Saudi Arabia because covenant capital is greater than oil capital. You see, Pastor, I want to tell you something. You know, I, about a year and a half ago, I googled the Abrahamic Covenant and there was not one book on the internet, not one book on the Abrahamic Covenant. There were chapters and there was a booklet, but not one, on ostensibly one of the most important covenants because remember you were connected to the Abrahamic Covenant. God reversed from the new covenant to connect you to the old, to fructify the new. To expand your understanding and your belief in the new, he connected you to the Abrahamic Covenant. Why, uh, according to the word of God, that the blessings of Abraham will be upon you. And if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed. And as I was, so how many of you are ready for the blessings of Abraham to explode in this ministry and in your lives and in your home? Would you wave your hands and say, Amen? The blessings of Abraham. <gasps> Do you believe the word of God today? Would you say, Amen? Now, let me explain to you. Let me explain to you. This means not only that is God able to prosper them and God able to protect them this means when you're under covenant God is able to elevate you somebody say elevate are you ready for God to elevate and to protect and to prosper you today because of covenant connection uh, by the way I am writing a book on the Abrahamic covenant there will be about 240 pages I'm on page 70 right now it should be published in the next six, four months uh, maybe, maybe three. It will be the only book on the market on the Abrahamic covenant on 200. Question. Have you ever read a book in any bookstore telling you what the baptism of fire is? What is the baptism of fire? Has anybody explained that in book form to you? Have you found that? Well, mine is coming out in two weeks. Lord God, I thought that was so good. 
may I declare to you today that Almighty God is about to walk into a valley, no matter what the valley is, what the nature of the valley is, and bring a miracle out of that valley. When they think they will stop her, God has elevated. When they think they would kill her, God has protected her. When they think they would cut her off, she is the most prosperous nation per capita in the entire world, simply because of the covenant of God and the word of Almighty God. I wish I had somebody today to understand that the prosperity of your life does not depend on how many barrels of oil comes out of Iran or Iraq. It depends on your covenant connection with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I want you to know, covenant connection, torpedo, circumstantial chaos. How many of you are under covenant today? Wave your hands and give him a shout of hallelujah. Okay, let me show you a miracle. May I give you a miracle? Watch carefully because I'm going to go quick now. Three things are going to happen that are tragic in the land of Israel. One, our bones are dried. Number two, our hope is lost. And number three, I'm cut off. What do you mean my bones are dried? When you are buried, what happens to you? Your bones eventually dry up. So what God is saying is that when the enemy swallowed Israel for over 2,500 years and buried them in 104 graves around the world, what happened? They became a valley of dry bones and their bones were dried. Everywhere they looked there was dryness. And by the way, that culminated in the Holocaust of Hitler for 11 years where 6 million Jews died. Two out of three Jews in the Jewish race in Europe and one out of three Jews in the Jewish race in the world. A million of them were under the age of 7. They became a valid. Aren't you happy that Hitler died in 1945, but Israel was rebirthed in 1948, three years after? Because when you're under covenant, you outlive your enemies. Can I tell somebody today, I, I want to declare over somebody, any attack that has come upon your life, be it emotional, be it mental, be it spiritual, be it physical, be it marital, be it social, be it economic, be it whatever it is, you will outlive it in the name of the Lord because you are under covenant. I want to prophesy over somebody today and I want to declare to you, you will come out of the attack of the enemy. You will come out of the cursing of the enemy. You will come out of the burning of the enemy something look at somebody and tell them I'm coming out my bones are dry but number two my hope is why because when you're buried <laughs> your hope gone bro your hope gone You better do your praying before you're dead. Now, I'm not saying God can't raise you. But I haven't heard about much people going in the graveyard and raising a whole bunch of people. Lately. <laughs> Not and I'm cut off. Now, now why? Why cut off? Cut off from my temple? So my, my, my worship. My priesthood is gone. See, watch this. When Nebuchadnezzar came around the year 600 BC, he burned the temple to the ground. After Nebuchadnezzar, there was never another king. When Titus came in 70 AD and attacked Jerusalem and burnt it to the ground, there was never another priesthood. 
One king took away the kingship. The other king took away the priesthood. But they could not take away the fact that that nation was under covenant. And covenant would catch up to them. And covenant would restore them. You see, my message to you today is no matter what has happened in you or around you. Covenant will catch up to you. And miracles are going to explode. I, I feel, Folks, you have to understand. I, I know you all don't know me. Except maybe a couple of people. I know you don't know me. I want you to understand that I feel in my spirit the explosion of the miraculous because God is attracted to the slain. If somebody is here tonight and, and a part of you has been attacked and slain, God is attracted to that. And a miracle is about to happen. And then he said we cut off, cut off from our worship, cut off from our temple, cut off from our family. Cut off from Hoyoshadaim, our city. Cut off from our land. We are cut off. So there are three elements of tragedy. One, your bones are dried. Number two, your hope is gone. And number three, you're cut off. But look what God said. There are three miracles. I will open your grave. Now look at the sequence. Look at the homiletical sequence. Look at the order of God. Look at the order of God. Why did God say, I'll open your graves first? Because their first tragedy was that they were dead and buried in the grave so what God is saying is the first thing I will do is I will open up the grave which simply means to you today whatever the enemy has used to shut something up in you is going to be opened up by the power of the Lord in this church right now tonight so that your gift can come out and your calling can come out and your joy can come out and your anointing can come out and your passion can come out and your destiny can come out can I declare over somebody today that something is about to be in fact Pastor, I am authorized to prophesy these words in Christ's point. It's opening day. I, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. I don't know what depression is. I've never been depressed in my life. 44 years of ministry. I don't know what depression is. I do know what oppression is. I do understand what it means to get up and feel that stuff you know when they asked the 15 members of the Israeli parliament asked me to be their voice to 20 countries you know why they did that because I was speaking at a conference with them they were speakers and I was a speaker they came to me after and said how does a Gentile know more about my country than me I had a chance to testify to them. I, I told them, and I'll I, 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 I cut the story. After that happened, the enemy just poured stuff on me. I was held hostage. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I said, devil, I promise you, you yapping hound of hell, losing loony, diabolical, dodo, stupid, sucker devil, I promise you. That when I get up tomorrow morning, you will have a mailox moment. You will squat and squirt when I get up tomorrow morning. Too graphic? <laughs> and God, open the world. Oh, open. I'm, I'm a five foot seven goatee. Look like Saddam's nephew from another country. <laughs> Sir, may I invite you just to shut up, please, okay? 
from, from, from a little island 60 miles long by 50 miles wide and the parliament would find me to represent them and pass all you white people up. <laughs> and choose a brother? Why would God do a thing like that? Yo, he passed all you peach people up. <laughs> chose me. And if you think I'm a racist, I married a white woman. <laughs> I married an Oki from Muskogee, baby. <laughs> you seen her? When she saw me in Bible college, you know what she said? Sweet brown sugar. <laughs> you know what I told her? What a lovely pail of milk. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can I declare to somebody, please listen to Brother Bally. What the enemy has used to cover you up is now being opened prophetically by the power of God here today. Remember they were buried. Son, they were buried for 2,500 years and in one day God opened up every grave in the world and said, let my people go. I want to declare in Christ Point Church right now in your lives it's opening day. I wish I had somebody to understand that a gift is about to come out and a ministry is about to come out and a joy is about to come out and a calling is about to come out. I wish I had somebody to know today whatever the enemy has used to cover you up is being opened up. Somebody shout it's opening day. some stuff. I have to get to some stuff. Sit down for a minute. I've I got to get, oh, you got to hear this. The second miracle from God was that I'll bring you out. But their third, their second problem was that they were buried. But the second problem was that their, their hope, right, was gone. So the second miracle is that your hope is gone because you're in the grave. So not only will I open it up, I'm bringing you out. I'm relocating you. I want somebody to know tonight, there is a relocation in your head, in your heart, and in your spirit that's going to take place. And something of miraculous proportion is going to happen. Can I tell somebody, he's not just opening it up, he's bringing you Can I ask you a question? How many of you need to be brought out in some way to a place where you can exercise what God has put in you here? How long have you been here? Yeah. Three years. And how long were you at Annie Baxter? Four years? So actually it's seven years, am I right? Ooh, I like that. Seven years of preaching seven years of teaching, seven years of Holy Ghost moving, don't you think now it's time for somebody to be brought out to a place of supernatural power and supernatural abundance and supernatural operation? I want somebody that knows tonight that you, God's going to bring you out and the enemy will have no power to keep you. you there is going to be a, a relocation in your life. people that would say brother Bally I believe that God has greatly more for me but the enemy has tried to keep me down but I feel a spiritual relocation like Israel had a physical relocation I feel that happening right now in my life I'm, I'm gonna tell you this pastor 
I can't give them everything on this text tonight. It's too much. But let me tell you what I feel. I feel a movement from where you are into an exceeding great army. I feel a warfare praise, son. That's what you all did today. That was warfare praise, bro. I feel a warfare emergence of people today in the mighty name of Jesus. I feel like Almighty God is raising somebody to a higher dimension and to a higher place. Huh, where you are not running from the enemy. The enemy is running from you. Uh, the enemy isn't binding you. You are binding him. The enemy isn't uh, threatening you. You are threatening him. The enemy isn't carrying you. You are binding him. I feel something shifting. I want 10 people right now that would say, Sherlock, I believe that God is raising. You see, it's easy for you to believe because God did it to them. And if he did it to them, let me show you. The people say, I say Israel, but then they don't understand Galatians 3, 14, 29, Galatians 4, 28. The blessings of Abraham come on you and that uh, if you're Christ, then you Abraham seed and etc. They, they don't understand that. So let me show you your right to believe for what I'm telling you tonight. Your right to believe. Say my right to believe. So I want to, ma'am, may I use you please? Would you come and stand here? And ma'am. There are two scriptures, one in the Old Testament, one in... Ma'am, I'm not calling you old. Don't look at me like that. I, it's the Old Testament. Yes. I, I can tell you what, about 38 to 30... Yeah? Yeah? Did you like that? Yeah. You better give big in the offering tonight then. There's one scripture in the Old Testament, one in the New, that are almost identical, but they speak of two different people. So it's a homiletical nightmare for theologians. So... In the Old Testament is Exodus 19, 5 and 6. New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Israel is called, she's Israel, she's the church. Israel, the church. Israel is called a peculiar treasure. You are called a peculiar treasure. She's called a holy nation. You're called a holy nation. She's called a royal priesthood. You are called a royal priesthood. She's called the chosen generation. You're called the chosen generation. She's called the elect of God. You are called the elect of God. She builds a temple. You are the temple. Somebody shout my right to believe. She is given a law. You are given a law. Her law comes on Mount Sinai. Your law comes on Mount Zion. The same day that the law was given on Mount Sinai is the same day that the Holy Ghost descended on the day of Pentecost. The same day. Except when this law was given, it was a physical law. This law, a spiritual law. This law, written with the finger of God. This law, written with the Spirit of God. This law, there was thunder and lightning. This law, there was fire and wind. This law, it took them three days to get to Sinai. This law, it took them three days to get to Pentecost. Death, burial, and resurrection. This law, 3,000 people died. This law, 3,000 people lived. Oh, somebody shout, I have a right to believe. Say it one more time. Say, I have a right to believe. You have a right to believe that right now God is opening it up. You have a right to believe that right now God is bringing you out. Somebody shout, he's bringing me out. Somebody shout one more time. He is bringing me out. I feel an exodus. I feel like God is saying, let my people go. And somebody is walking out. And look, look what he said. Then he said, I will bring them into the land. So what he was saying, I will bring them into their inheritance and they will possess it. Yes. 
you will possess your inheritance. It will no longer be an inheritance that is an unpossessed possession. You'll feel it. You'll smell it. You'll touch it. You'll know it. You'll walk in it. You'll rejoice in it. You'll feel it. I want to show you something. This is a miracle. And then I'm going to show you a, um, a clip. Israel became a nation in what year? 1948. But the Hebrew calendar is different than ours. Because their calendar is governed by the moon. Ours is governed by the sun. Theirs is a lunar ca calendar. Ours is a solar calendar. So the Hebrew year of our 1948 was what? 5,708. We are now in the Hebrew year 5778. By the way, Mr. Trump, when he became, when he was inaugurated, was 70 years, 7 months, 7 days old in the Hebrew year 5777, which was a jubilee year. Now, 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 you want to hear my message on the prophetic implications of the 2016 election. You never heard nothing like it on the internet. I promise you. You'd like to hear it? It's on the table. <laughs> so, so the year 1948, when Israel possessed the land, got into inheritance, came from around the world, was the Hebrew year what? 5,708. Now, in my mind now, I'm asking myself, okay, if that's so, I want to see what the 5,708th verse in the Bible is. Because it, if it's so, and if God is a God of order, he has to make that verse something that is possessive of the land. Okay, let me show you what I mean. The blessings of Abraham, what are they? They are threefold. They are the blessings of possession, protection, prosperity. Which means, what the devil has stolen, you will possess. What you possess, God will protect. And what God protects, he prospers. How many of you are ready to possess what the devil stole? That's what Israel did. She possessed her land. Has God protected her land? And has God prospered her land? Can God do the same thing for you? So, so mark me now. Say it now. Possession, protection, prosperity. Can you walk into the devil's camp right now and take back what the devil stole from you? And then when you take it back, will God protect it so the devil can't take it again? And that when God protects it, he prospers it. So he raises you to a higher dimension. Do you believe that can happen? Let, let me prove it to you. I want to show you what the 5,708th verse in the Bible says. Are you ready? Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 5. I like these. Very nice. Thank you, Mike. I was just going to say anytime before the rapture. But you did good, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Read with me, would you? Stop. 
That is the 5,708th verse in the Bible, equivalent to 1948, and it begins with, the Lord will bring you into the land. So I am authorized to prophesy over this church that the day of territorial expansion has come. See, I wish I had somebody to know that God is not a God of the ordinary and a God of the static and a God of the stagnant and a God just of the past. He's a God of territorial expansion. And there comes a time in covenant operation when God begins to enlarge your space and enlarge your territory. I wish I had somebody to shout territorial expansion. My terms for you. I was doing pretty good. Traveling to six to ten countries a year. Meeting prime ministers and going to, taking tours to Israel. And preaching all over America and you know, doing some good things, you know. I mean, I've lived a wonderful life in ministry. And then God tells me in my heart, um, Israel's going to open a door for you. I said, all right. And then they asked me to be their voice to 15 uh, uh, countries, uh, sorry, 19 countries, 20 including America. So I travel with members of the parliament all over the world. Our ministry is the only one, and we have it on DVD from the parliament, I kept it, that has shifted two votes for Israel and the UN. I mean, how does that happen? So I thought I was doing good. And then six months ago, God said, I'll connect you with the army because I want you to do more for me. Territorial. So when you think that you are doing well, God will say, stretch yourself. I wish I had somebody to understand that right now I declare unto you, if God has the power. If God has the power to bring them into their then God has the power to bring you into territorial expansion here tonight. How many of you believe it can happen in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul, in your emotions, in your body and all around you, that God is able to enlarge your sphere and enlarge your dimension and open things up like you have never had it before because God is not a God of the ordinary and the static. I wish I had somebody that believes that your territory can be expanded just to stand up and shout expansion I want you to prophesy over yourself and prophesy to the person next to you tell them expansion somebody shout expansion sit down for a minute and read with me sit down with you read which thy fathers and you shall you won't just pray about it or praise about it or worship for it or expect it or be waiting on it. You are going to possess it. How many of you know that it's time to possess what Almighty God has ordained for our lives so that it can be used for harvest? I wish you would look at somebody and say, it is the time of possession. Tell them, say, it's the time of possession. Tell somebody, it's the time of possession. Look at Look. And what? So stop talking about everybody that did you bad. Quit it. Quit it. Because he will do you. And what? 
There are two ways Satan works. Division and subtraction. There are two ways God works. Addition and multiplication. But in covenant connection time, it's not addition, it's multiplication. So I am authorized to declare over your lives prophetically. It's multiplication time in the house of the Lord. Multiplication of your anointing. Multiplication of your impact. Multiplication of your joy. Multiplication of your peace. Multiplication of your family. Multiplication of your passion, your pursuit, your future, your destiny, your love, your resource. Somebody shout multiplication. Abraham was their father and God is saying when my 1948 covenant comes in you will be blessed above Abraham Abraham ever had a chance to touch a whole state he had camels and donkeys baby did Abraham ever have the chance to touch a world? Did Abraham ever had a chance to write a book? Did Abraham ever have a chance to go and travel around the world? Do you? So God will bless you above. You know, Sometimes I look, of course not here because you came on a Monday night that's rainy. You great people. <laughs> but sometimes you go to church. I haven't seen that here. I'm so thankful. And some of them suckers look like their mother-in-law just kissed them. That some of them look like their mother-in-law just kissed them. They look like their faces are reprint of the book of Lamentations. Their favorite song is Jesus is my savior. I shall not be moved. <laughs> and if you think God is not concerned with your exterior, you don't know the Lord. You see, I can't see your heart. All I see is your. So don't come in church and plant that vinegar look doesn't glorify God that just makes you look stupid I hope I'm not being too rough I am oh, okay okay what I'm trying to tell you it is your time to be blessed above your father's I'll bring you into your land I want to show you something. The land of Israel, I want to show you what it looked like and what it is today. You know, it's a very interesting scripture in Isaiah chapter 62 verse 4. It says, you shall no more, I wish I could talk about that. There's a no more clause in covenant theology. You shall no more be termed uh, forsaken and your land shall no longer be termed uh, desolate. The word termed means defined as, but you shall be called Hepzibah and Beulah, for I delight in you and I'm married to your land. Curious. He wasn't married to them. He was married to their land. God requires territorial expansion, which simply means your calling is greater than the world's terminology. Do you believe that right now that God has the power to walk into your desolation? 
and bring a miracle.